0: Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and whatever else comes up, another one bites the dust. Hey, let's do this. It's Order of the Odds Wednesday on The Blitz.
1: Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
0: And the Blitz is on for Wednesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Power, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, the short-timer, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. You want to get in today, 713-780-ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message, all good. There's Twitter at Fred Power F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, Degenerates 975 you can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975, and it is a Wednesday. So whatever you do, call, text, tweet, Twitch, put odds on it. What are the odds? It's going to be a fun one, Hoffman. Percent 80. Okay. I mean, there's always that room. There's that little wiggle room I like to leave just in case there's, you know, some kind of dumb stuff going on. Yeah. But. For the most part, I think today's going to be good. I feel good coming in. I feel lot, strong. We don't have a lot of these left, man. We got to enjoy them. That's right, Bubba. So, yeah, I, I was telling you, I, my, my ass is dragging a little bit today. But as soon as the lights came on, I'm like, all right, man, let's get You're some You're feeling ass. it. You're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you dragging? Did you stay up boozing it last night? God, or what? No, I didn't. I just, uh, it's been a long three days because uh, just working on a bunch of business stuff. And uh, Man, business is stupid. <laughs> It's a it's a pain in the ass as you're about to find out, but uh it's also good stuff, you know, and uh but getting there getting everything to the finish line is the hardest part. It's like, you know, the waiting is the hardest part. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And um I just wanted to uh, shout out to Glenn Davis and thank him for having me on the show last night. It was a lot of fun. He didn't invite me, so. Um, and, you know, I got me a little Glenn Davis Soccer Matters Hugh O'Connor shirt. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, it was, it was fun. It was uh, really cool to see uh, people come out and support Soccer Matters, which uh, I think is a, a terrific show. And uh, had a lot of fun doing it. So, Are you rebranding yourself with me leaving? Are you rebranding yourself as a soccer guy? No. Because uh, it's, not at wow. all. I do find it ironic that he invited you and not me. Well, we were talking more about, you know, my perspective as a very casual fan watching the Euros and just, you know, and some general stuff about media and soccer coverage and things like that. Okay. So, uh, it was, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was fun and I really enjoyed, uh, being on. We, you know, I hadn't seen Glenn in almost two years in person. I mean, we've yeah, talked, Glenn does hide out. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I like how Glenn is, it, it's too, uh, COVID's too scary for Glenn to come in studio, but he'll do his show at Hugh O'Connor's. That seems odd to me, but okay. <laughs> but, uh, was Glenn wearing a mask? No. Okay. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling BS on Glenn being scared to come in cause he's scared of the roni. Well, it was, uh, it was fun being out there and, uh, appreciate the invite and, uh you know, it was it was uh, it was really cool. So, Did he ask you the question that everybody's asking you? What's that? Who's going to who's gonna be your new co-host? Yeah, well, and, and we, we talked a little <laughs> bit about... It. Not so much that, but... That's all... Anytime somebody talks to me about the show now, all yeah. they're asking me, who's going to replace you? Me that's, too. That's all anybody yeah. cares about. Uh, I, I get that, and I get... When uh, uh, <laughs> is map Elite launching? And it's August 1st. That one I have an answer for. Uh, actually, July 20th is when you'll be able to get to it. And it just won't be official until august 1st and yeah is uh who's going to be the replacement which i have no idea i mean i honestly have zero knowledge of anything and and i and i also get well how much longer are you going to do it and i don't know that either I, I don't have an answer for you um you know it could be it could be a long time it may not be it just depends so um so yeah i i and i i of course got asked that about five times last night and including by Glenn. Okay. And, including off air. And, and did you make up a person's name? No, no. I just said uh, so what I always say, I don't I don't know. I'm just waiting to hear like everybody else. And when I do, then we'll we'll look at what's next. And and you know, it, it's it, it is the, the farther along or closer we get to this, you know, it is more of a concern to me what we're gonna do. Because you know this this show's been successful for a while, and I thought when Matt left, well, the show can't get any better; it'll just be different. Well, it, <laughs> I'm that, way better than Matt. <laughs> you well, kidding me? Well, and it did. It turned out better. It Matt really was did. a rookie. Uh, Matt, Matt was pretty good, though. Um, he was all right, I guess. So I don't, um, you know, I, I don't have any. Uh, I, I don't have any real insight, obviously. But I mean, obviously, you get concerned. You, know, you start because, like, I haven't worried about it at all. Uh, because we didn't, you know, we had plenty of time. Yeah. Well, we get back from the now forest, we're running out of time. We're running out of time, and it's kind of like, okay, this is what the hell. Well, tomorrow starts July. Yeah, which I cannot believe, and that means that I mean, I'm leaving at the end of July. So, right. So I, I'm not good at at math or calendars, but that's less than a month. Yeah. So I guess the reality of okay, we're really going to have to do something here is kind of kicking in. But, you know, hey, Bill Cosby's out of prison. I think that's a guy Boy, we can look at. who saw that coming? Well, certainly not any of the women he was with. You know who's feeling good about this is Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bill Cosby's got, like, 60 accusers. And, I mean, it's, it's of some really, I mean, it's full-blown, like, he knocked me out and raped me. Whereas Deshaun's is just like, I mean, Deshauns is. I mean, there are some that sound like they're a little bit forced, right? And I, there was one in particular, if I'm not mistaken, who said he did force. A, he forced her to uh, do that thing that some chicks do and some don't, right? Um, but for the most part, it was it was mostly just creepy stuff. Like Bill Cosby's accusers were like, "No, he he raped me. Like all the way raped me." If Deshaun sees Bill Cosby's out of this thing, he's got like three times the accusers, and it's accusing them of worse stuff. Deshaun's got to feel real good right now. Yeah, well, now, it it was a technicality that got him out.
1: Listen, man.
0: uh, Which, basically, what happened was, apparently... Rusty
1: Harden can find a
0: technicality, all right? I'm sure he can. That's his job. Do your job, Rusty. But uh, it was, I, I guess he... The claim was that the uh, the district attorney promised him he wouldn't use anything he testified in the civil trial and there was a different district attorney who claims that there who came after who claims that there was no such agreement so when he testified in the civil trial they were able to use that against him so it's sort of it's a legal maneuvering thing and uh the supreme court decided well nope you can't use that if he was promised you wouldn't yeah and so they so he's out now he's 83 years old he served three years in prison I don't think he's much of a threat anymore. Apparently, the guy can't see. Is even he still see. blind? Yeah. I need to know if he's still blind. Was well, he like Stevie Wonder blind, or is he just, you know? Well, I mean, you would have thought, like, when you saw him walk into the courtroom, like, he needed a handler. But I'm guessing he's going to be okay now that he's out of prison. That with, when there's sunshine, you can see. That's always helpful. Uh, yeah, because, uh, but, you know, it, it is, it is, uh, I, I mean, he might make a good co host, so. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to see to come in here and do the show. That was, you know, now I would not want him out on remotes where there's women. That'd probably be a negative. We probably probably Aaron and I would have to go out there, and he'd have to stay in here. Uh, I I, I, I think Bill Cosby's probably. um, I don't know that Bill Cosby's ever going to have sex with a woman again consensual or not i don't know that oh that, you don't think there's some woman out there that would, would i'm saying i don't know that, because he's bill cosby still? i don't think that bill's uh i don't think there's enough science to get that going well i don't know i think at some point you just you're out of bullets and i think bill's probably shot his last round yeah well I'm, i can't imagine three years in prison on an 80 year old was was pleasant no i so. mean he looks 150 now yeah well so i guess he won't be the co-host all right, so so Aaron, we can agree on that. It won't be Bill Cosby? Yeah. All right. And it won't be... It won't. Now, now it would be good for the station to hire a black guy. I just think there's better black guys to hire than Bill Cosby. How about Deshaun Cosby? I no, mean, I, don't think, I don't think that would be good. Well, you know what? It would be good. People would tune in for that one. Yeah, do you think Do you think he'd work with me after I called him the air? I helper? don't think so. Uh, probably not. Lamont said it's still odd how far out AJ announced his departure. Well, it is odd, and I, I di- didn't really want to, but the truth of it is, it was decided and my start date there was decided, so it was either deal with, pe- uh, somebody was going to find out, yeah. the rumor was going to get out and then it was either just pretend like, uh, oh, I don't know anything about that I've never heard, like like I'm some coach who's leaving for another job uh, no, I'm 100% staying here I'm committed to these kids, I'm committed to these players, I'm the head coach of uh, you know Arkansas State, and then I've got no interest in taking the job at Missouri. I, I am the coach, the coach of Arkansas State, and then he takes the job at Missouri the next week. Right? I didn't want to be that guy, so it was. I, I don't know. I didn't know what the right move was to do. I, so I, mean, I, I kind of think just being honest with the people was that's all I wanted was the right move. And yes, I wish it wouldn't have been. Uh, you know, two months of build up yeah, it's not what I was looking for, and I definitely I didn't want like a farewell tour or anything like that. I just I, I told my bosses here, and they said, "Well, we need to get it out because otherwise it's it's going to leak out." Yeah, I mean, I, I, anybody who figured out that you kept going to Vegas like pretty much every two weeks had to figure something yeah. out. I mean, there you know we have some smart listeners; they would have worked it. But yeah, I I, I mean honestly. I don't, I don't know why that's a topic I mean I think that was the, it was the way it played out I think it was the right right way to play it out and yeah but yeah you know, the, the the problem is the the only negative to it is that people want to know what direction we're going and they're going to keep asking and they're going to keep and that and that's what's that's what the the whole thing's about but reality is you know just be patient guys you'll find out you'll probably find out before me So you'll find out right after we find out, probably. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, that's we'll we'll see where it goes. But I I still don't have any idea what the uh, what the future holds here. It's just you know, it's my hope is that we'll put together a show that'll be fun and keep some of the same stuff about it. And if not, you know, we'll, we'll I'll do my best to make it work, and we'll see what we can do. And if it doesn't, then you know. I've got a... What well, if your new co-host is a woman and you have to tone it down? Yeah, see, that's, that's an interesting question because... What if I told you with certainty there's a woman on the short list? Um, You'd be like, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, And she's like a really conservative, but like she's only... Not conservative politically, but she's like... She's not going to want to hear the word bitch. It like... She will cancel you. It could be like that. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good time for there to be <laughs> an all new show with two new people. Okay. Just you know. What to- if I told you the new co-host is going to be your ex-wife? Uh once again, I think that would be time for a uh <sighs> Come an all new show. It'd be very unique. So uh, it'd be unique, all right. But I don't it, it wouldn't be Right. What if we told you it was the the girl that robbed you of your virginity? She's I don't even remember her name. That was well, in a pool when I was like so young. Let's bring her in now. Uh. <laughs> I would you could bring in anybody and I wouldn't know. It, unless you have to get the age right. But um I got some uh, college football odds for you. We're going to get to that when we come back. It is the Blitz on ESPN 975 two five.
1: The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And
0: we're back on the Blitz 780 ESPN is your number 713-780-3776. and I I have uh, full odds for opening week of college football, which I I teased for this segment. We, we might start at this segment, but I wanted to get to uh, a couple of things first. From well, first off, from last night, uh, your guy Giannis snapping yeah. his knee, and you've had, you've had a hyperextended knee, right? I have. Um, Can you play on it? it's not it wouldn't feel good right away no and i'm now mind you i'm not a world class athlete either um but well it depends on the world <laughs> okay if, this, if in your this world, world is your little gym yeah in this world i'm not a. am not a world class athlete but they did say there's no structural damage so it's just sore um it's amazing that there's no damage yeah um so my guess is he will likely not play this first game, well, I guess Thursday. But if somehow they they lose that game and there has to be a game seven, right? He'll be out there. Yeah, well, because you'd like to rest him if you can. It's, yeah, okay. and and I I think you know that you hope that it's. I don't think he's going to be as explosive. No, nope. that's that's a very and that's part of his. That's a big part of his game. Uh, that is his game. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, as far as far as the other game goes tonight. I have an interesting stat for you. I uh Tyron in elimination games, he's been there 12 times. Would you care to guess his record? Uh I I got no idea. How about the best in league history in what? elimination games? 10 and 2. Wow. According to ESPN's Kirk Goldsberry, I don't know who that is, but I, since he's ESPN, I'm going to trust him. Damn. All right. Ten and two as a coach in games when his team has a chance to be eliminated. Best in NBA history for a minimum of ten games. So I don't know how that will affect your wagering for those of you who are degenerate enough to bet on basketball. But I, I call that a trend. It's a pretty good trend. Yeah. So um, you know, we've we've had some of the lines out for college football. Uh Ag Has like every game for opening weekend now. So we can you know, go through some uh, select games that we have because we've talked about all the big ones, right? Yeah. And the uh, the game of the year type games. Yeah, we, yeah, we we've, we've, we've had those. those for a while, but you know what we haven't had? Rice. No, we've not. Texas Tech. Baylor. We haven't had any of those. No. Aggie. Um so I've got I've got lines for all those if 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 you'd like to hear them. And the there's there's some that I'm semi-intrigued by for this early. For instance, uh, we'll start with, with your beloved Rice Owls. 23-point dogs at Arkansas. <laughs> well, what would the Baytown badass say about that one? Hey, Bubba, they, they're they going to whoop that owl ass, Bubba. Um, well, I tend to agree. They are going to whoop that owl ass. Yeah. Arkansas, is, they, they, they don't have many opportunities to really get... Style points, I think this is a chance that they'll take. Lafayette at UT, your Longhorns are 14.5-point favorites. Who are they playing? UL Lafayette. Uh, give that, me ULL. Yeah, that's that's not exactly the uh, free throw you no. want with a new staff. Texas Tech at Houston, Coog plus seven. Mm. Give me Tech. I have no idea what either one of those teams are going to be. I'm still, I'm still running numbers and everything, but after last year, I, I is it possible that Dana's a giant bust as a head coach? Oh God, yeah. Uh, I think this is this is the key year for him because, yeah, you know, last year I think you could throw out, but it's not like they looked good last year in the few games they had, and I know there was stops and starts, so I'm willing to excuse some of that. But you got no excuse this year. And think about it, he let I mean, he left. A Power 5 conference job. And not like Kansas. I mean, it was a decent job. It was a a school that he he was competing for conference success with. Boy, that could end up being one of the biggest bozo moves ever. And I honestly don't know why it's not working. I mean, all he needed to do was he he could recruit better athletes at Houston, frankly, than he could at West Virginia, and he could compete in the Big 12 at West Virginia. What the hell is he doing? But yeah, I think this is this could easily be make or break for Dana. Um Baylor at Texas State. Texas State plus 10. Give me Baylor. Um Kent State at Aggie. Aggie will open at minus 29. twenty mm. I'll take Aggie. Yeah, I, I just don't know what they're going to do at quarterback yet. I don't either. I don't think it matter against Kent State though. Uh, Oklahoma and your future Texans quarterback Spencer Rattler minus twenty one at Tulane. Jimmy Oklahoma, yeah, I kind of, I kind of think they're going to come out and enroll them. Um, see if anyone else is of interest here. I think that's that's all the well that's all the local guys. I mean, we've been through LSU, UCLA, and stuff like that, but um, I think it's kind of cool that we actually have. Real lines for games that are coming up before you're go- well after you're gone. Hmm. I've got a, an NFL story I thought we could dis- discuss. Uh, and the the headline is Texans trade beyond Deshaun Watson, helping Houston. Who needs to go? <laughs> now this is on uh, Texans Daily. Uh On uh, fan nation, si.com, like uh, the fan nation site. Mm, Because I I have some other very positive Texan stories for you from Texans Wire. Okay. When it comes to Houston Texans trade talks, the focus has been on Deshaun Watson. However, a recent article suggests another player that the Texans could potentially look to move on from. Houston is likely... This is from Bleacher Report now. This is a quote from Bleacher Report. Houston is likely entering a rebuilding season regardless. Likely? (laughs) You think? So it's probably time to move on from expensive 30-year-old edge rusher Whitney Merciless. He's a solid veteran, but he's never been special, and he's beyond his prime. A contender might figure it can get more use out of him, and the Texans can at least pocket $4.5 by moving on with a trade this summer. Like... Okay, I, I, let's, let's put it out there that, yes, it would be wonderful if the Texans could trade Whitney Merciless. Who would take Whitney Merciless' deal? Well, here's, a, here's the thing that they're missing, and this is why this is a completely dumb thing to throw out there. First off, no one's going to want Whitney Merciless. No! Uh, anybody who watched him play last year, this guy is not a help for a contender. This guy's lucky to have a job. Plus the Texans redid his deal; they're basically free and clear him at the end of the year if that's what they want. So, what's the point? I mean, that that's just like okay, yeah, you'd love you'd love to get rid of his contract, but you don't need to get rid of his contract now. That's one one positive for Nick was when he redid his deal; you pay him this year, and then you could you can cut him, and he's off the books. So I uh, I will go with uh, that's really dumb. I don't know. I'm who. sorry. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be nice. That uh, is very I just, nice. I don't know who. I uh, would say. You know what? Yeah, I could see us trading Whitney. That'd be good for the Texans. No, no joke. That'd be good for the Texans, huh? Wow. Yeah. Just their reasoning is. I I think they're struggling with their reasoning. How's that? Because you know what you can do with. Uh, I mean, Whitney? you know what'd be good for the Rockets trading John Wall. Sure. Yeah. That's a lot easier said than done. Because it's not like everyone else in the league doesn't know what Whitney Merciless is. It's not like he's a, a like a under the radar bad contract. He's just a regular old bad contract, and he's he's an eight point six million dollar cap hit this year, <laughs> which is yeah. At. There's teams lining up to take that. God, you, you look at their to get
1: how many sacks.
0: You look at their top cap hits. Deshaun fifteen point nine, he ain't playing. Randall Cobb ten point four, Bradley Roby ten point one. Tunsil redid his deal, so he's only nine, which is good for him. Merciless eight, Eric Murray seven point four, Marcus Cannon six point nine. Those are your top guys. I've got the uh, I've got the head coach ra- uh, ratings. From CBS Sports. Oh, really? Cody Benjamin and Jason La Confora ra- uh ranked the 32 NFL head coaches. Yeah. Curious if you can if you can play this game with me. If you can uh, guess who's good, who's not. Sounds like a plan. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5
1: five ninety two five. <laughs> I'm digging her accent. I got a BB Simon Bell on me and she trying to get it on fasting. This is Heisman Trophy winner, and College Football Hall of Famer Eddie George. And you're
0: listening to ESPN 97.5.
1: the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman and we're back
0: on the Blitz and a, a couple of things from the last uh, conversation I mean I, I always get this trade tonsil the problem with that is it was great that you redid his contract and he's the only guy you've got that would get you anything in return. You know what your your dead money would be on that if you traded him for next season? I'm going to try twenty six million dollars. So yeah, it's it's not it's not a viable possibility. And uh, somebody else says I can see the Bills GM sitting at his desk right now, thinking, you know, who could get us past Kansas City and over the hump to the Super Bowl With this the year? Merciless, of yeah. course. Oh, I, I bet you they're sitting around in Green Bay saying, you know what? We're we're gonna get past the NFC title game this year. What were we waiting for? We'll go after Whitney Merciless. <laughs> I like it. That'll do it. Oh Ridiculous. man! So did you have another one or? Uh... Well, I had this list of the oh, yeah. the the ranking the coaches. Um, who's, let, let's let I'll let you try to guess the top ten. This is usually the the role that I play, but since I brought the story, I'll let you guess the top ten. Uh. Well, we know one is going to be Belichick. He's number two. Oh, really? He is. Okay. It says he's still the greatest NFL coach of all time, uh, but he's he's not the best current is is what they say. Uh, okay. I would say that's – I need to hear who it is, but that's pretty dumb. Uh, Bruce Arians will be up there. Bruce Arians is number eight. Okay. Sean Payton, Sean Payton is number four. Okay, Andy Reid's got to be up there. Andy Reid is number one on the list. Yeah, I think that's uh okay. I mean, one Super Bowl versus four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, John slash Jeff Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, number three on the list. Surprisingly, because every year people are saying he's going to be fired. Yeah. <laughs> Uh Sean McDermott's probably on the list. Number 5 on the list. Okay. Uh, so that leaves you with number 6, number 7, number 9
1: and number 10. Hmm.
0: I'm gonna, I'll I'll take a shot with Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, number 9. Okay. Um Sean McVay? Sean McVay, number 6. So what am I now missing? Number seven and ten. Both are Super Bowl winners. Okay, I'm going to go Mike Tomlin's probably on there. Number ten. Even though he's the worst coach in Steelers history. Yep. And, uh... Gosh, you won the other one. I'm totally blanking now. It would have been, uh... Not Gruden. You can't have Gruden on there. It can't be Gruden. Pedro Carroll. Oh, okay. Number seven. Yeah, I, okay. That one I should have gotten. Um... Kyle Shanahan, number 11, which seems a little low to me. Yeah, I mean... But his career record's 29 and 35. He did have one really bad season. Uh, Other guys you may be interested in, Mike Vrabel at 14. That seems about right, because the Titans sort of seem like the new Texans, like right in the middle of everything. Uh, Ron Rivera, who's been to a Super Bowl, number 17. He's also had some really crappy seasons. Boy, Matt Rule, after one season where he went 5-11, number 18. Yeah, I mean, I like Matt Rule, and I actually think he he did a pretty good job last year with a really crappy team that lost his best player. Yeah. I think that feels a little high, though. You got to do a little more to get, get to 18. John Gruden, who's won a Super Bowl, is yeah. 20. Yeah, okay, well, that's about right for him. John Gruden won a Super Bowl when I was still a child. Uh, there's another t- uh, another guy who's got a Super Bowl win. He's number 23 on the list. Mike McCarthy. Oh boy. I I don't think that's unfair. Uh let's get to the bottom here. And I'll go ahead and spoil it with the the la- well there's only one guy. No, there's a couple guys here who are well and these are interims. Um That only one of the guys in the bottom group has real experience. So, Vic Fangio's 25. Fair. Joe Judge is 26. He is the second lowest guy on the list with real head coaching experience. Okay. Nick Sirianni, 27. Yeah, I mean the new guys. It's hard to guess, right? But I, I don't, it I don't is. have high expectations for him. What about Urban Meyer, twenty eighth? Uh, okay, I, I think I would have him at the top of the list of the new guys because I mean, he has got potential. He's right? accomplished a lot more than than those other cats have. Certainly more than a former uh, receivers coach. Robert Sala, twenty nine. Okay. Zach Taylor at thirty. Ooh, six twenty-five and one in, uh, that's probably fair time with the Bengals. That's probably fair. And I, yeah, I think Zach Taylor's a dope, uh, number 31, Dan Campbell of the lions. I think you just default lions and Texans in 31 and 32 these days on everything. Number 32, Dave Cully. It says, uh, he may, he has a wealth of experience under some good coaches, Reed McDermott Harbaugh, <laughs> But this is his first head coaching gig, and it's coming at age 65. The Texans' dysfunction doesn't help, but even on his own, he didn't exactly thrive as a QB's passing coach in Buffalo or Baltimore after pivoting from decades of wide receiver work. He may possess strong character, but he feels like a placeholder. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, that that I can't really... Uh... And I again, ranking these guys who have zero head coaching experience is tough. Right. And Brandon Staley, they put at 24. Uh, Arthur Smith, they've got at 21. Wow. And he hasn't coached a game. So... Yeah, I think what they should have done, and not not to play editor here, but rank all the guys who have experience and then basically put the other guys at the bottom until we don't know yet and rank them that way. But it's easy to say, well, if we let them play out a season... Texans and Lions are probably going to be the worst. They'll probably be 32 and 31 if we wait 1 year or we wait 2 years, they ain't getting any better. I think th- but if but if Arthur Smith goes uh n- 9 and 8 with the Falcons, who I still think have talent, and sure. Urban Meyer wins 7 games with the Jags, then who did the better job? Urban Meyer did a better job. Yeah, so I mean that's that's kind of my Well, or you could say I mean Urban Meyer walked into a generational talent at quarterback. Right. But, you know, is he going to be generation year, Well, if they year go, one. I mean, if they win seven games and he probably played pretty well, pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, but, I, I mean, is he going to be, I, if you had to bet right now who has a better season between the two quarterbacks, Matt Ryan or Trevor Lawrence? I would bet Matt Ryan. I think I would too. So um, the, uh, I, I have some numbers for you on older coaches for David Culley. Because our friends at Texans Wire, David are, Culley, who's a junkie, yeah, yeah, uh, they basically are, you know, trying to find realistic expectations for your Texans, right? Okay. So he's sixty-five-year-old rookie coach. So here's here's some semi comps. Bruce Arians, sixty years old when he took over the Cardinals. Now he also was interim coach for the Colts, where they won yeah. a bunch of games. So he had actual head coaching experience filling in for Pagano. He went ten and six. I didn't realize he was sixty when he took over the Cardinals. job how, how old is he now? Well, he's got to be sixty seven somewhere in there. Oh, I guess it was uh, twenty twelve was when he went the Colts. So he took it in twenty thirteen. So eight eight years old it was like sixty. Sheesh. okay. Yeah, well, he was. And remember, he retired for a year and did TV, and he was actually really good on TV. But um, how about this one? Former Texans defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Got his first coaching gig in 2019 with the Broncos, also at age 60. Now, the, only, the the big difference here is Vic Fangio was also had developed into one of the best offensive coordinators in the league and had a bunch of success at that. So, uh, and realistically, Arians, when he got his first job, he had Carson Palmer, and then last year, yeah. of course, he had that, what's that guy's name? Brady. Um, Worked out pretty good. Yeah, Fangio has had a whole lot of uh, Drew Locks. So, obviously, that plays into it a little bit. Uh, but Nick Casario, you want to hear? You want to hear some positives about uh, David Culley from Nick? Yeah, from Nick. You know what? We'll 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 do that when we come back. Okay. I got some positives. I'm telling you, I'm going to be positive. Nothing but positive. No no meanness. And you mentioned the uh, the more talented roster. Um, I've got I've got that as well. Uh. Jordan Dajani uh, ranked all 32 NFL rosters by talent heading oh, into training God. camp. I could tell you 31 and 32 right now, but that's okay. We'll save it. We'll save it, but yeah. you're, yes, you're right. <laughs> uh, but all right, let me tell you about Allstate, Allstate Windows and Siding. Uh, if you want the best rate, you call Allstate, and they will hook you up. And I, w- when we called Allstate, we were planning on getting one window replaced a broken window. And I was like, you know what? Let's, let's use a client to come out and replace this window. And then they showed us their products and we were like, you know what? Let's just replace all the windows. Let's just do the whole shebang. And we did. And I couldn't be happier that we did it. Uh, not only uh, do they look great and they were a great sale. They were a great selling point when I went to sell my house. Uh, but they also saved me a bunch of money on my energy bills while I owned the house. So, they look fantastic. They're going to save you money. They're going to pay for themselves over the long haul. You get a bunch of great discounts. You get 25% off because you listen to our show. That's a great start. And then you get a discount if you're a veteran or a first responder. I got that discount. I paid all cash up front. Got that discount. They're looking for ways to save you money. 832-204-1936 or check them out online. and AllstateSidingAndWindows.com <laughs>
1: This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios... Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
0: And we're back on the Blitz. Players seeking to gain an edge at the casinos when playing blackjack have a new secret weapon. Author Addie Guillory reveals the secrets to not just playing blackjack, but playing to win. His groundbreaking book, Blackjack Fight to Win, the true million-dollar strategy is making winners out of players of all skill levels. If you want to move beyond chasing it with nickel-and-dime betting or want to learn the game of blackjack the right way, this is the book for you. Blackjack: Fight to Win, the True Million Dollar Strategy, is available on uh, blackjackproduction dot com, uh, and we have one of these to give away, right? So, caller five at four fifty. All right. Yeah. How come they haven't given me one of those books? I'm I'm moving to Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah. I need to figure it out. You need to fill up. I emailed Christina and said I would like I would take one, and she never responded. I'm a big loser I I at blackjack. Well, you're just a loser at blackjack. I'm a loser at everything. So there's that. Well, yeah, you know. So there are. I, I I need a book for. Uh, <laughs> I need a book for how not to suck at life. Apparently. Yeah, well, so what are you gonna do? Nothing. Just gonna sit here and and uh, tell you what Nick Casario said about the your, your guy. Uh, your guy, David Cull- I'm not a you know, draft expert. Uh, Nick, Nick O'Brien, I think, is his new name. You know what I think Nick is what Nick respects most about David Cully is when he tells David Cully, hey, I don't want you talking about Deshaun. David Cully, he listens and he's not he says, I'm not going to talk about that. All right. Well, this is from a guy who's not a draft expert. Let's he's not. And David Cully is a junkie. Uh, I I'm going would- to tell you about David Cully, who's a junkie. <laughs> I would say his consistency day to day is phenomenal, Casario said. His attitude his messaging to the players, messaging to the coaching staff, every day you walk in the building, he's the same guy, regardless of what's going on. Nick, can you tell us about Deshaun Watson's messaging specifically, his direct messaging? Can you tell I'm us? Not about a about draft that. expert. No, not oh. draft. But, uh, no, uh, but that that speaks to who he is. Basically, he's the same guy, regardless of what's going on. Now, remember all those horrible coaches we talked about yesterday? Yes, weren't they the kind of the same guys, no matter what was going on? Yes, they just weren't good coaches. Yeah. So, uh, I I do honestly I I feel bad for David Cully because he's been put in a situation where he cannot succeed. Uh, the the well, problem okay, is d- define success though. If, if the guy winds up somehow winning six games, oh that's success. You would call that success. But I right? don't think that's possible. I don't really think it's possible either. <laughs> but I mean, really I'm not, I, listen, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying it's possible. But if he did that, yeah, you'd have to call him a success. Yeah. And then you'd have to say, you know what? We might want to give him one more year with a, sure. with, some new te- with some new teammates who might be better. Yeah. And then they'll win three games. But and- it does feel like he's a placeholder. It does feel like they're, he's just waiting until they build up the roster a little bit. And then he's going to go on his way and they're going to hire a coach who's got some experience and who has a chance to do something with a good, uh, with a good roster. I, I, okay. Which I'm not, I, I'm not saying is a dumb thing. No, it's not. Hi- but let me- hiring Urban Meyer for this job would be a waste. Yeah, because it's it, it, by year three or four, maybe. And by the way, Urban Meyer would have never taken right. this job. But let me let me just you know. And again, I'm I'm not being mean to anybody except for the big three of the Texans, pedophiles and seat recliners. Right. I want to make that clear. So, and when I, you say the big three, Cal, Nick, and Jack, not, yes. not Cully, who's a junkie. No, and he because he's not part of the big three. And okay. and let's be honest, Nick O'Brien is in charge of everything over there. What makes you think he's going to want to step back and hire somebody with a strong personality whenever whenever they are ready to be successful? I don't but, expect that. What about his history has shown you that? Nothing. So, yeah, I, I'm not so convinced that they're going to say, okay, well, after two years, let's bring in somebody else. Somebody said Adam Gase was the same guy no matter what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He's still the same guy. So... You know, I I don't. Uh, Bill O'Brien was the same guy, pretty much. Yeah, win or lose, he was a salty a hole. Yeah, well, you guys are lighting it up. Consistency. With that, uh, you guys are lighting it up with that book. Oh, I thought they wanted to talk about David Cully, who's uh, a junkie. Who is a junkie? Yeah,
1: I'm gonna tell you about David Culley, who's a junkie.
0: <sighs> um, you know, it's it's funny because in yeah, you know, doing Soccer Matters last night and realizing. The difference between soccer fan and Texan fan, because like when when they tried to create that Super League, all those big all, all the fans of the big soccer clubs went nuts. Right? Mm-hmm. They were marching on the stadiums and everything else, and they wound up killing the whole thing. And Texans fan, all he all he does is carry a sign that says "fire Nick, fire uh, Jack Easterby." Mm, good luck. Well, they're Why not allowed to fish bring fish that fish in the fish building fish. either. Why yeah, <laughs> but that's uh yeah it, it you just you can't make any there's nothing texans fan can do that's that's the problem i mean and i i kind of feel bad for him because it's not like cal's gonna notice right no he's, he's just up there being cal doing cal stuff let's uh you know, let's play some video games <laughs> it's like a hey nick Can you come to my office for a moment? Nick comes in. What's up, Cal? Can you help me pass this level? I've been stuck for a couple days. I'm trying to make a Madden trade, and it won't go through. DeAndre Hopkins for, oh, never mind. (laughs) No, he's like, he's playing Super Mario Brothers 3. He's like, I got the feather, but I'm having trouble learning how to actually fly. Nick's like, you have to get a running start, you dummy. Oh, oh, okay. Now, see, I think I think his gaming partner is Jack Easterby, and they're in there playing One Fish Two Fish or something like. Or, what what was that fishing game that used to? That's funny, right there. I Houston. think they're playing Modern Warfare Two, <laughs> which is the best Modern Warfare game. But is, still, is there a good Jesus game? Not really. Jesus and video games haven't traditionally mixed. Because hmm. I mean, there's some, there's a lot of fun stuff you could do with that. Like you get points for turning water into wine. Yeah, you get points for walking on water. You should develop that game. You, you lose points for getting nailed to a cross. That's your side next quest for like because he was a carpenter going and building new cabinets for somebody. That's not, your, not charging. Them. That could be your next big money maker outside of radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm pretty sure people already think I'm a blasphemer. I don't think that would, uh, I don't think that would go over too well. But it does. Uh, yeah, Flea says they seem like a couple of old school Pong fan, fans. <laughs> In television. That's it. Doom. They're playing in television. Doom. Can I hit the ball now, Chuck? Uh, <laughs> Cal's been playing with two controllers by himself for all this time, and now he's finally got a partner. He's like, this is fun. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> John and I were talking on a uh, sports map today. We did a video, and like some of the numbers John was telling me about, like, What the wait list was at the wait the season ticket wait list for the Texans used to be longer. There used to be more people on the wait list for the Texans than there were season ticket holders for the Rockets or the Astros. And now, like people who were twenty six hundred spots back last year, are getting the call this year, and then passing on it. Wow, Jerome was what twelve thousand last year. If I remember his column yeah. right, and maybe it was twenty six thousand. Yeah, it's got to be twenty six thousand, yeah. not twenty six hundred. I mean, that's which they can't have a waiting list much longer than that at this point. I don't think they have a waiting list now. Yeah. I mean, there is no waiting list anymore, and I, and no. I would imagine it's going to take some time for them to build up a waiting list. And like, there's so many people who are willing to they've made the decision. And what the what PSLs do in general is it it basically makes you feel like. You've put a deposit down, and if you ever stop getting season tickets, like somehow you're not going to get your money worth, like because you're you're going to lose that money that you put down for the PSL. Right. I think people have now decided I don't care. I'm not throwing any more money. No, I'm st- I'm going to stop throwing good money at bad money, and they're just giving up that PSL. And it, does it does it suck? Because you bought it, yeah, but sucks more to keep buying season tickets. And I think they're going to eventually have to go to a model that doesn't have PSLs like they're, cause they're not going to get people to buy PSLs. It's going to be well, just like, and, and, and frankly they shouldn't have to be reselling PSLs. I mean, that that's just a, it's almost a way to steal money from your fans. And guess it is. what? You've already been stealing money from your fans by putting that crap out there. Uh, I, I, I think you're going to run into a problem with that and, and, and they should. I mean, I, I think PSLs, this is my stance on PSL's and you guys can tell me I'm an idiot. I think when you have a new stadium, then I have no problem with you selling PSL's. That's a way to to raise funds to help pay for the, you know, whatever the team had to put into it. I think that's fine. But transferring and selling those PSL's now if, if the individual wants to do it great, but they shouldn't be resold. No. Is, that's just stealing. So, but I, I could be wrong. I usually am. So, let me know if you think that. 713-780 Three seven seven six. All right, we are going to take a very quick, quick break. Can, can we do a little boxing next? Sure. Because uh, Sportsnet, uh, in the wake of uh, Gervonta Davis's fight, mm-hmm. did what? Who they consider the ten best pound for pound boxers? Oh, I'm into that. I bet you want to know where Jake Paul is. I, I, if he's on the list, then I, the list has no credibility. Well, I just bet you're curious. I'm, I'm not. But... I am not either. <laughs> Okay, spoiler alert, Jake Paul not on the list. We'll be right back. It's The Blitz on
1: ESPN 97.5, When it comes to sports betting, SportsMapBets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more. SportsMapBets has all the info you need to make the best play. SportsMapBets.com.